Imagine coming into any workplace and have to change the whole business because you're there. Like yeah. everything you do needs, oh, well, new rule now for you to make working here harder. Like, <laughs> you're too good at your job. Yeah, surely Wilt's thinking, that's a you problem. Yeah. That's an everyone else problem. Yeah. Sorry that I'm a freak. Yeah. And the greatest to ever do it, at least in that era. <laughs> Welcome back to the Basketball Forever podcast. I'm Nick Young for Head of Editorial here. I'm with Alex Sumsky, the founder and a man who stressed exactly the same. <laughs> what? <laughs> dressed exactly the same as the previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did my job for me. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. but that's just because we're filming back-to-back yeah. episodes because you're going to be away. We are. Mm. We're grinding. Yeah. We're grinding now so that I don't have to grind for the next week. If you're watching also. this right now, just know that it happened all of five seconds after the last episode. <laughs> oh, great. Which and is the why, cough. Which is why you're having some health issues. Oh, maybe. You can't do back-to-back podcasts. Is that what's happening here? Bit of I'm already fading. Load management needed. Yeah, load, do. I'm, I'm the Kawhi of podcasts. Yeah. Okay, so the, <laughs> if, so if you're watching, you're, re, you're not getting Alex's best effort. So you're you're getting you're getting seventy five percent, which is better than most people's ninety five. Oh wow! I'm joking. Okay, that's an absolute joke. So <laughs> nothing could be further from the truth. So I was doing some reading, mm. and something I just thought would be a fun podcast topic, and something I find quite interesting, is players who in many cases were so dominant in a particular part of the game yeah. that the NBA said, we actually have to change the rules. Yeah. This is getting crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of I have of my own as well that okay, I've been great. thinking about. Perfect. And I don't know if you know one of them in particular, so I'm just going to hear what you have to say. Yeah, yeah. Even better if you've got some more that I hadn't thought of. Mm. Um, one of my favorites is Wilt Chamberlain. He mm-hmm. changed multiple rules, actually. But this one to me is hilarious. Mm. And did you know, you probably did because you, you know, live and breathe it, but they changed the rule so that you can't cross the free throw line when you shoot free throws. Was that because he was like dunking them from the free throw? (laughs) Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh, that was a guess. It's it's hard because there are, it seems like such an odd rule change. Like, oh, why did they need to do that? Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, and there are sort of um, different accounts of the sorts of things that transpired mm. uh, back in the day. And, you know, it was obviously before there's not a lot of vision, there's not a lot of photos, there's mm. not, there was no social media. Um, some some claim they saw Wilt dunk from the free throw line. Mm. Um, others say he definitely did it, but it would, what they saw was like take off and then just kind of more or less finger roll it in, mm. um, deposit the ball in the hoop. It's yeah. just hilarious to me. Like, what if? And the fact that it was, the fact that it was allowed, the fact that he even thought to try it, the fact that he could physically do it, all of that is hilarious to me. It's one of those things where, like, I didn't, I w- I didn't know that, uh, that fact in particular. But when I think of like the physical specimen he was, the first thought that came into my mind when you said it was like he was he was doing some crazy shit, like dunking from the free throw line, windmilling it or do, just <laughs> doing something that's like physically impossible in today's world. That, but yeah, doesn't surprise me that that had to be a rule change just based on the fact that he was like, you know, what, uh, like a hybrid of like Shaq and LeBron today, yeah. really, with a bit of Yao Ming height. <laughs> <laughs> in an era where uh, there's far less athleticism plumbers. in the league, less athleticism, more plumbers, mm, mm. more milkmen. That's a good one. 
Um, yeah, hilarious. Mm. Apparently, he was doing it more so before he got to the NBA, and then <clears throat> word got around that he was going to try it in the NBA, and the NBA went, whoa, and they tried to get ahead of it. Well, they did get ahead of it because it was like a preemptively bring that in before he tries it mm. in the NBA. That's hilarious. Um, they widened the lane from 12 to 16 feet. Supposedly, that was a wilt. Right. Um, offensive interference is credited widely to Wilt as well because, you know, if someone's Oh, I just... thought that was Bill Russell. Oh, okay. I maybe, don't know. Maybe there's conflicting reports. Or, or maybe it was... No, actually, I could be... I don't know anything about any of I this. I mean, Wilt was much more of an offensive force than Bill Russell's that team player, defensive rebounder. Are you talking about offense? Oh, you... as in not, like, you know... Not goaltending. No. So, sorry, I got confused. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, offensive interference. So, for players throwing it up, mm. he might be like, oh, that shit's missing. I'll just like alley-oop it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, right. I get you. And I, I think, because I think Bill Russell was like, he was the one that they, that's why they introduced goaltending. Right. On the defensive end. Yeah. He was constantly interfering with <laughs> buckets because he was such a physical force. And, yeah. And they were like, okay, that's that's interference. It'd be impossible to score. Can you imagine if it was allowed in oh. today's league? No one would ever score. You'd, no. It basically, you'd have to run in and dunk it. Even watching Andrew Bogut in the NBL, because we don't have the same like goaltending uh, rules, like you can like hit it off the rim and a few other yeah. sort of things that you can't do in the NBA, which you can do in FIBA. Bogut came to the NBL in that first season, and he just made a, like light work of. He was just tipping everything. Yeah, and, and just getting he'd had a career of being restricted i was like holy crap i can do whatever the hell i want now and he's just (laughs) goaltending all over the place it was great whacking it off the rim then he was the defensive player of the year yeah and the mvp yeah (laughs) um and another one that one last wilt one was um you can't inbound the ball over directly over the backboard and Mm. that was because players are just throwing it over the backboard and he's throwing it down they're just throwing him lobs yeah. over the backboard. Yeah, right. I, wow. I just wish there was, wish we had vision of all of these things. That man was mm. taking the piss, like he was just. Tro- yeah, he, he was trolling. It was NBA Jam in an age of plumbers and milkmen. That's um, yeah, that's truly no. That's how you truly know when you're, you're just a force of nature when you've joined a professional league, and because think about it, like I get that the NBA was like you know, just newly established and still very green and it was, you know, very early days. But imagine coming into any workplace and like you join a company or a business and they have to change the whole business because you're there. Like yeah. everything you do needs, oh, well, new rule now for you to make working here harder. Like, <laughs> you're too good at your job. Yeah. 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 Surely Wilt's thinking that's a you problem. Yeah. That's an everyone else problem. Yeah. Sorry that I'm a freak. Yeah. And the greatest to ever do it, at least in that era. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, one that is attributed to Shaq is the zone defense being allowed again, because that was banned in the 40s and not rein- reinstated uh, until the 0102 season, mm. which is crazy to think as well, because, you know, zone defense is just a part of the game now. But that that's in our lifetime when it was still not allowed. Mm-mm. But, you know, they bring it in. And didn't bother Shaq too much because he, you look at his stats from the last year where you couldn't play zone to the first year where you could, same stats, uh, won the title again, mm. swept the Nets in the finals. And 
an addition, an extension to that is, mm. is also with Shaq. This wasn't necessarily a rule change that was the result of him, but Shaq, uh, but backboards and the rims and yes. everything were actually getting manufactured to be quote unquote Shaq proof. This is a great one. Because he brought down like three or four rims and backboards. Some pulled entirely off. It makes sense. You got one of the strongest humans on earth who also happens to you know, be able to jump 40 inches in the air and weighs 350 pounds. Yeah. Uh, of course, they, they, they were going to be pushed to the limits, but they actually had to change the way that they were manufactured at a factory uh, level, but then the NBA's sort of, you know, quality control processes and how all of that sort of happened for backboards and rims yeah. and all the extra reinforcement, they all needed to be quadruple checked for, to make sure that they met a shack level of quality assurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because they didn't, fair enough, it didn't cross their mind that it needed the force yeah. of, it's like dropping a, a fridge or a grand piano on mm. the top of the backboard. Yeah. yeah, They didn't quite anticipate they needed mm. <laughs> to do that. Yeah, um, But yeah, Phil Jackson said it was 100% because of Shaq. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, just just incredible to be so dominant where they're like, oh, we've got to, yeah, we've got to give everyone else a hand because there's nothing we can do about this absolute specimen. Remember the rip through? So KD did this. I see. I saw this in your notes. I KD was the. I was looking around and mm -hmm. I was seeing like a lot of places. KD was like the guy, the the kind of poster child for it. Okay, you don't remember the you, you catch the ball on one side, you're like in that triple threat position. And the guy's got his hand, say, like, right in the middle, down the middle. And you you sort of rip from one side to the other. And then in the same motion, you go up to shoot Co just to draw that foul. KD did it a bit. Kobe did it a little bit at yeah. times. But a lot of players did it. I this No, is, I know. I'm not saying they're the only ones. Well, but You know who I thought really changed it? Mm. I thought it was Harden. Yeah. Because that's when they – it felt like for me they started really cracking down when he was able to get, like – you know, he he would go to the line fifteen times a night, and players ended up having to, you know, put their arms behind their backs when defending him because but, he was so conniving and cunning yeah. at 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 he would do exploiting it on avoiding the system. He would do it on the the drives, but wasn't it more a case of Harden was sort of, you know, he'd drive to the hoop and then he did it on shots, what, whatever he could do. I guess he did both. Yeah, I thought he did it. Just he did it every opportunity, just everything. He How was. Did, Hadn't they supposedly out, outlawed it before Harden? And no, because he, he was making a career of it. Like at that point, that's why yeah, he was okay. averaging 35 a game because it's like this guy's doing something. Like it was yeah. like nothing we'd ever seen. I guess the way I thought of it was just those ones on the perimeter where you don't even dribble and then you catch it and you sort of go herky-jerky and then, oh, you fouled me. Harden was in but then Harden, Chris Paul. Harden, Chris Paul definitely did it. Harden, I felt like he was, he did a bit of that, but a bit of every, bit of every form of um, trickery, didn't he? I just, maybe I'm misremembering. I just have a recollection of this happening when it was in that period. And then the NBA came out and said, we're going to stop like letting you getting away. Like get, like the rip through is going to now be yeah. something that we're, you know what, you're probably, close you're probably right. And I was thinking back further to the guys who I originally remembered doing it. Well, and then maybe Harden's the guy who like 
Well, he, I think he, he was. He, he just then, took it that step too far. It's, where I it's think. like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. We actually have to change the rule. Yeah. Yeah. My earliest memories of it were those guys. I do remember and, Kobe too. And it wasn't quite often enough for them to... It wasn't as egregious yeah. as Harden. Um, Alan Iverson, there's a couple mm. that he's responsible for. I feel like they... Well, they cracked down on the the palming of the ball because remember his crossovers were so oh they yeah. were so hectic they were like full blown and one style yeah and, and it's like it the the hesitation of like well, before he would, you cross it was so full on because well it, it it's able to be when you're palming it it's funny because Tim Hardaway had done it he he could do it in a way that wasn't as flashy and perhaps as like explosive mm. as Iverson. But he wasn't the he wasn't doing this thing where, like, there would be times where Iverson would have the ball facing down with his hand over it, and then, like, it would almost be like one eighty degrees. Yeah, and, yeah. And, like, where the hand is fully under it. Yeah. Um. So, so, I can see why that became a bit of a a thing. But sometimes it looks like a yeah palm. Sometimes it looks like a more traditional just carrying of the ball. But the refs decided. I mean, there was a big thing where the you know the refs would um, target Iverson, and depending on what mood they were in, it was a carry or it wasn't. Yeah. You know? Again, this comes back to our previous episode. If you've listened to that, on why you know you know refing needed to be changed for a very long time to avoid stupid issues like that. Yeah. Um, and sort of calling things based on your emotional feelings at the time, but. That that was I, I remember it, the, there was never any sort of like standard rule. It was yeah. always well, it kind of just blows with the wind, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I had a blow up with my wife last night, and now I'm, I'm Iverson's getting called for everything. Well, Iverson, I I don't know if you if saw ref, all that I mean. stuff about like Tim Donaghy, who when he he exposed how Iverson was getting treated. Yeah, I mean this this extends into like a point that I imagine you're about to make. But um, Iverson was really the the a bit of a victim of sort of institutionalized racism right. um, within the NBA. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, and was the target of rule changes, um, not just on the court. Of course, the whole dress code thing is a really interesting one, and mm. racially charged. It's kind of hard to to pretend it wasn't. Yeah. There was no element of racism there. It's rules being brought in by. Old white man. Yeah, and they're looking at Iverson and saying, "Oh, he's a he's dressed like a thug, All and it's this. like a black man dress. He, he's a professional. He's the MVP. He's the best, one of the best people on the planet at this sport who chooses to dress a certain way. And just because he puts on baggy jeans, he's a thug, right? Because he's black." Right. It was crazy, yeah. wild, sort of subtle racism that existed in the NBA back then. It's crazy as well because it's like, okay, this has just made you, a middle-aged white man, uncomfortable, mm. and we're gonna. So what was so the, the rule change? These are your feelings. the The dress code. Yeah, was it everyone they, had to wear suits? Yeah, I don't know if they actually said s- suits or if it was mo- like you know smart casual, mm. but it then definitely led to, um, you know. More than just smart casual, mm. it led to the whole fashion runway thing, which has kind of gotten yeah. out of control as well. Mm. Um, but because it's not baggy jeans and chains, and you could argue it's far more ridiculous now than yeah. it was when Iverson's just wearing baggy jeans. 
Yeah. Now this this fashion runway thing. I mean, each to their own. Everyone if, looks like a if clown. These, if these guys enjoy it, then fine. But yeah, I just see it and laugh because I'm like, this is so yeah hectic I now. Know. Like well, we've got so far away from. I don't K- know. Kuzma's setting an old new standard. Yeah, he's really trying to, um, you know, run with the precedent that Russ, you know, r- but Russ cracked me up. Like that was, it got to the point where it was actually entertaining because yeah. it's like, what's this man going to wear today? Remember when he came dressed as the f- photographer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's iconic. The I love fluoro stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was, oh, the Reggie Miller leg kick. You know, like yes. shooting a three and your leg is so far extended. That's yeah. one of the things that, one of the many things that made him a villain in the garden. Yeah, 100%. Um, that obviously. That was an important rule change. Is a, is a really infuriating one for mm. defenders. Um, did you have more? I There's one that I thought of that kind of ties back to your dunking one that I um, I realized that you might not have thought of, mm. but that I f- find really interesting. And it does come back to sort of that like racism thing in a way. Um, because uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, when he was in college for UCLA, uh, the NCAA officials felt that he was too dominant of a player um, because he could dunk the ball at will so easily as a as a college uh, as a college level athlete. Um, because they sort of felt that it would make it unfair. And he was kind of getting that sort of wilt penalty yeah. for being too unstoppable. They changed the rules to forbid dunking. I don't know if you remember that. Um, it's obviously got rescinded um, in uh, nineteen. It was nineteen seventy five. So they got. Re- they were like, so it's just for a brief. What are we time. doing? It was a brief time, uh, but they, it was called the. It, the rule was named after him. Um, what? Was, yeah. I, do, I don't remember this. Yeah, so they banned dunking because of that. But what makes this really interesting is that it was – there's two sides. There's two interesting points to this. Number one is it's interesting because it was basically the only players that could dunk back then were African-American basketballers. Yeah. So it was kind of like a black rule. Yeah. You were kind of punished for the color of your skin on the court because it made you have an unfair advantage over white players. Yeah. That made college basketball less entertaining for spectators. You don't want to see a black man, you know, dunking and jumping all over everyone and being too dominant. That's not interesting. Imagine the idea of dunking. They're saying it makes it less entertaining. Yeah, because it was it was too dominant. It was too dominant to watch. Oh, okay. So so high flying acrobatic above the rim basketball and they're going to say that's We've come Less a long entertaining, way. yeah. We've come a long way. But how's this? So as a result of the rule, Kareem had to find another way to dominate scoring without violating this new rule. Here we go. He developed what's called a hook shot. Whoa. So the sky hook was what he used like basically in college to, you know, find a way to dominate again. He took that to the NBA and it ended up being the most dominant shot or considered a top three in NBA history. Yeah, he couldn't stop it. So unstoppable that Kareem went on to become the all-time leading scorer for forever and a day in the NBA, about to be obviously surpassed by LeBron or has mm. been by the time this episode's live. Yeah. But um, just an incredible story of, you know, 
perseverance in, in, in a way. He's, he found a way to dominate this game. He would say, you can't do that. He develops a completely unique form of offense, mm. completely unique to him, where, that he became the best at. And even though the skyhook then became a shot that you know other people tried to master and learn and use, and or he just could use that from the second he was in college to the day he retired, uh, he he was the best at it. And it, he, he racked up. I mean, I think he shot one three in his career. He made mm. one three. So his 38,000 points came from all those skyhooks. All those twos, yeah. It's that's, that's a rule change that ended up changing the way that the NBA history played out. That's the ultimate boss move to, mm. to have your – dominant move taken away yeah on the so i think that's a cool shaky one. racial grounds no less and to be mm. like you know guess what i've got an even more dominant yeah you don't want to drink my bag how's this how's this bad yeah. boy yeah you know yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, try stopping this one that's epic yeah i think um kareem doesn't get enough love in terms of what he he's achieved man. it's hard when when it was so long ago there's a legitimate argument that he's the goat it's crazy yeah um, and it is, it's crazy to think as well, I'm getting a little bit off topic now, but you know, 50 years from now mm. when we're ancient, yeah. um, hopefully we're still kicking around and we're just, but we'll be ancient mm. and it's like, is LeBron going to be, you know, yeah. semi forgot, not forgotten. Cause we know who Kareem is now, mm. but when it was that long ago. Yeah. You wonder who's coming now. There's going to be that many, Michael Jordan. There's going to be, yeah, already, mm. already. It's crazy to think, but yeah. Kareem. What a legend. Yeah. Much respect to the great man. And he's a very, very switched on, intelligent guy to top it off. So. He is, yes. Um, do, do we think there's any players today that are going to create rule changes soon? I mean, there was all that chat about them moving a three-point line back because of Stephen Curry for a Ste while. Steph's got to be the closest we've... He was very close. I mean, he changed the way that the game's played, maybe not the rules per yeah. se. Yeah, but, but it's kind of it's just as impressive, I think. Mm, they didn't they didn't have to change the rules because the game changed yeah, anyway, like organically. Yeah. Um so I think Steph's the the next one in line. The the closest we've seen. I do I can't wait till there's something that happens that makes maybe it's Victor. I mean, I don't know. It's it's really hard to say that the game could possibly cuz now it's really difficult to sort of there's a clear pathways, you know, for dominating the game in its current form mm. that will never be penalized, that people will just opt to. I can't really think of a way where, you know, the league's not some brand new thing anymore. Yeah. It's uh, it's very well established. Um, I've already made so many changes. I think that... Anymore you know, is too much. If it was the early days... You can get if away If it was the them. current guys, but back in the earlier days of the league, then it would be Victor, who you're thinking about, who's having some of those... It'd be Steph. Steph. Maybe maybe Zion or something yeah. is, is like the, the Shaq. That's true. Mm. Um, God, imagine those guys playing against... Playing in like the 40s. It'd be fun to see. Would be. I wish we had a time machine, but anyway. Well, I think that's everyone um, who's had a real impact on actually changing the rules of the game. Yeah. Um, but if you think we've forgotten anyone, do... We probably have. There's probably more. There we could well be. You didn't um, know about the Kareem one. No, exactly. And it does make me think, what else mm. do, not, do I not know? Mm. So let us know. And anyone also who you think, you know, current players who could change the game in the future or the way it's played, the same way Steph has done, um, write in, let us know, and come back and join us again next week. <laughs>